0: And start your engines. Uh, You tell me that about. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than thirty books, Jim Paris. All right, hello, hello. Welcome to the broadcast. We are live on Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. Good to have everybody with us. Of course, the website is ChristianMoney.com. ChristianMoney.com. And you can follow me on Facebook and social media under my author name, James L. Paris. James L. Paris. One of the things you'll see on my Facebook page, if you go there right now tonight, is a picture of my little garden box. I started a garden box five weeks ago, and I used the Miracle Grow uh, soil and the best seeds and all of that. And it's only been five weeks and I am eating the most awesome salads from my fresh garden box in my backyard. It is so cool to make dinner, which is what I did about three hours ago. I made my dinner and um, on the program I'm on, I was able to have a nice uh, piece of sirloin steak and then this tremendous salad that I made. And I went in the backyard with a pair of scissors, trimmed off all the lettuce Put it in this uh, little basket I have where you can rinse it out and then you spin it dry. Really cool thing that I got on Amazon. And then you just throw it on the plate and put your favorite dressing on there. And I'll tell you what, getting it out of the garden, not only I think it's just psychologically you're thinking, man, this has got to be better, right, than the grocery store because it's my own fresh garden. So you've got that element to it. But really, it tastes so much better. It's so good, the lettuce and spinach coming out of my garden box. So you'll see a picture of that uh, on my Facebook page. Tonight, in our guest segment, cryptocurrency Bitcoin expert Jeff Seckinger is here. He'll be here in 28 minutes to talk about all things cryptocurrency. And then I made a decision. So next week, we're going to be off for Easter. But uh, you'll still want to tune in because I'm going to be replaying uh, two shows which people absolutely love. And this is where we're going to replay uh, the show, which is the uh, proof of the resurrection, the convincing evidence of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's with Gary Habermast. And then we're also going to, to replay that special broadcast about the Shroud of Turin. Uh, so it'll be a great Easter theme for you next week as we do a replay and uh, give our team uh, the week off here for Easter Sunday. Uh, All right. So speaking of uh, things I did this week, in addition to gardening, uh, I went to see this movie called The Case for Heaven. And, you know, Lee Strobel, uh, just a fantastic writer. Uh, I've always loved his book. uh, The The Case for Christ, I think, is my favorite one. Um, But his new book became a movie called The Case for Heaven. And it only played for three days, which was kind of disappointing because when I posted my review, a lot of people couldn't even find it. And it played Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday night here in our local theater. And I think that's the only schedule it got nationwide. Uh, But it was very well done, very well done all about heaven, Um, what the Bible has to say about heaven and what is the convincing evidence that there is a heaven. Uh, really great, great presentation kind of gave me chills uh, (laughs) in the movie. I'm telling you, it was very well done. I've always loved Lee Strobel. So if you get a chance to see that, I don't know uh, if it comes back around again. I'm sure it'll be out on streaming at some point. But uh, Lee Strobel, The Case for Heaven. And then another quick movie review for you. I went to see uh, on Friday night a movie titled All the Old Knives. And it was starring Chris Pine. Now, this is kind of tough (laughs) doing a Christian show and reviewing a movie like this because there was some R-rated stuff in there. So full and fair disclosure, there was some R-rated stuff in there, Uh, but you almost can't avoid that anymore in the movies. So it's kind of unfortunate. And it's always gratuitous. It was, you know, stuff that wouldn't have made a difference in the plot of the movie. But there was a little bit of that in there. But in any case, it was really great. It was this, like, riveting uh, spy-type drama. And the ending was so shocking, I have to tell you. You think you know what's happening, and you're following it and following it. And then the ending comes, and it just blew my mind, the ending of this movie. Uh, And apparently um, it was actually produced by Chris Pine. He stars in the movie, uh, AKA Caps Pine. And uh, it's got this incredible twist at the end. Uh, Very well done. Great cinematography, incredible storyline and plot that just keeps you glued to it. And uh, I would highly recommend it. I was in a, a small theater. So in the theater complex, I go to here in Palm coast, a couple of their theaters are just really tiny. And I was in one of the tiny ones, and there was only, I think, three or four other people in the entire theater. So this movie got very little uh, you know, fanfare, but it really was good. It was really surprisingly good. I watched the preview and I, the trailer, and I said, oh, this looks like something for me, because I I love these sort of really involved, like, spy-type dramas, and that's what it was going to be, and it lived up to it 110%. All the old knives. Got to check that one out. Okay, so Biden has come out and officially said we're going to have food shortages, and some people thought, well, maybe he's just speaking out of school again. (laughs) Maybe this is just him, you know, uh, showing his early onset of dementia. Uh, You know, no kidding. I think a lot of people are convinced that that's what's going on with him. Uh, but in any case, it's already started. Uh, this story in uh, this week, Walgreens has already started rationing baby formula. And this is what we're expecting to see in the coming months. We're expecting to see not that food will disappear, But that there will be rationing. You're already seeing a lot of shelves in the grocery stores where you go to buy something, your favorite brand of something, and you can't get it. And so you got to get like a different brand or a different flavor. There's this one uh, sauce that I always love to cook with when I'm making Chinese. And uh, that sauce has not been there. So I've been having to pick a different Uh, sauce than what I normally get, the stir fry sauce. So this is what you're having to do. And that's not a big deal, right? If your favorite stir fry sauce is not there, but it's supposedly going to get a lot worse. And so that's why I go back to my gardening idea. A lot of people are talking about gardening. Now, my little garden, I couldn't survive on it. Uh, I I'm sure if, if I started eating just from my garden, it probably, <laughs> it would probably disappear pretty quickly, but uh, to have a salad a day from my garden is certainly something I can do to kind of take a little bit of a, a bite out of my uh, grocery bill and eat a little bit more healthy. Uh, but, uh, this whole food shortage thing, it, it's scaring a lot of people. And so people are doing things like buying that, Those um, MREs, you know, those those prepackaged food deals you hear, Patriot Food Supply, places like that, uh, their business is booming. And I honestly do keep a lot of that kind of food here at the house. I think I've got the equivalent of what would be about four or five months for two people uh, to be able to make it without any outside food. And uh, speaking of of food shortages, I don't know if you are aware of this, but. There is another wave of COVID that is hitting uh, China right now. It's not getting a lot of media attention, but the entire city of Shanghai is in lockdown. And they're saying that some people may actually be on the verge of starving, starving to death. Because they're not allowing people to even leave their homes to get groceries and they have some sort of a bizarre system where you can actually order groceries and then the groceries are dropped off on the street corner and you're allowed during this very tiny window, uh, you're scheduled to be able to come out and pick up your groceries. Well, the system is breaking down and people are going without groceries and without food and they're not allowed to leave their homes. And apparently because there's a belief that some of this is being spread by animals, they're actually requiring people, according to reports I've read, uh, to euthanize their dogs. And so there's these pictures of like dozens and dozens of dogs on the street that have been killed and euthanized this part of this. And this is just, it's dystopian. It is bizarre. And it, we're back at another lockdown and this It's probably going to end up hitting here. I hate to be the one to bring it up, but it's, you know, it starts in China. This is the roadmap. And look, uh, this fits right into the upcoming election. Uh, you know, the Democrats have got to do something, right? They've got to do something because with the price of gas, where it is, with the price of food, where it is, they stand a a snowball's chance in hell of, of winning, uh, of even surviving this next election in the fall. So they've got to start with some type of skullduggery, some type of shenanigans, and uh, it could be part of the next wave. Man, I hope we don't go back into lockdowns. I think we figured out lockdowns don't work, but just because they didn't work doesn't mean we're not going to do them again, right? Because we can't use logic uh, to make those decisions. But that's what's going on in China right now. And we just don't know what the Democrats could very well pull next. Okay. I find this very, very interesting. There is a new way that people are selling their houses. And I really think this is going to catch on. I think this is the future of how people will sell their houses. It's not perfect right now. But I think it will become improved to the point that maybe within a handful of years, how we sell our houses will not be that you call a real estate agent, you put it into the MLS system, you have people coming to your house all hours of the day and night to to take tours, and you have to keep your house clean. What a nightmare, right? That whole process. And then you've got offers and people making lowball offers and negotiating and then you have a deal set and then it falls through and you got to start all over again. This is all being avoided through these quick sale uh, companies. Now, it's been around for a while that you've had individual investors that would post these little uh, bandit signs up on street corners saying, I will buy your house for cash. So individual investors have been out there for a while doing this, but this has now gone corporate. And uh, not only do we have Wall Street starting to buy individual houses en masse, and I talked about that, what, a couple of weeks ago, but now we have these kind of turnkey uh, places. So one of them is called Open Door. And um, if you go to their website, just Google Open Door and you can find out all about how it works. But I want to give you just a little bit of an insight as to this whole new system of selling houses So how it would work is this. So I would get in touch with open door. They would come to my house and do an inspection. And literally within a day or two, I would get an offer to buy my house. I don't have to make any repairs. I don't have to clean it. I don't have to do tours. And um, how it works is you pay fees of between five and 10%. And then you get something close to the market value for your house. Um, and it's going to be a little bit of a low ball. I, I did a lot of reading on this today. I couldn't exactly figure out how much lower than like the actual fair market value, like what you would get from a buyer off the street compared to what you would get from open door. But there's obviously the trade off of, Hey, if I'm going to get maybe, I don't know, let's just pick a number after fees and a discount, maybe I agree to sell my house for, let's say 15% less. And I don't have to go through any of that process. For a lot of people, that would be worth doing. But there's kind of another cool part to this, which is these services like Open Door are also making available this idea of being able to trade your house in. So follow me on this. How cool would this be? So you decide you want a, a different house, maybe in a different community. Maybe you want a smaller house, a larger house, whatever your situation is. So you'd normally have to go through that whole process, right, of selling your house, waiting for the closing. Now you're homeless <laughs> and you've got to find the other house or you've got to try to time it where you've got a, a an offer on your current house and then you've got to scramble to find the other house and hope that the closings kind of coincide that there's not too many days that you're like driving around with a moving truck with all your earthly belongings and nowhere to unpack them because the new house you bought isn't available yet. So there's this idea of being able to trade in your house and how it would work is this. So you would go to open door, you would get them to, you know, make the offer on your house and then you would pick another house inside of the open door system that you would basically trade your house for. And so they would obviously do do the numbers and your house, you would be given a credit for the value of your house against another house that you wanted to buy. Um, I would assume if your house is worth more than the house you're buying, you would get the cash back difference. Or if it was less, then you'd have to get, you know, come to closing with money to make up the difference. But this idea, almost like what happens with cars, right? I mean, you can sell your own car, but man, that is a headache to sell your own car. I have done it. And you've got people calling you and asking all kinds of strange questions. They want to come out and do a test drive and you don't know, you know, if you can trust them or not. You know, are they going to crash my car? Are they going to steal my car? Are they going to rob me in, while they in my driveway? So you just take your car, you go to the dealer. You know, you're not getting top dollar for it when you trade it in, but you just trade it in, you get a new car. Well, this is what these quick sale Uh, corporate quick sale uh, places are going to be able to offer open door already has this in place where you can actually trade your house for another house, which I think is a really cool advantage. So that's something I think is going to catch on And if they kind of tweak the system and figure out how to get maybe that discount to tighten that, where let's say maybe that altogether it's only a 10% difference to sell your house through something like that, I think that's probably the sweet spot. If they could get the price to where you'd only be discounting it maybe 10% and you wouldn't have to go through all of that extra work, I think that's really the sweet spot where people were would want to go that route instead of trying to sell it traditionally. And who knows, uh, you know, maybe in large part, this whole like kind of antiquated MLM system type of approach to selling real estate, uh, will go away. All right. I want to share with you this bizarre conspiracy theory. I, when I heard this, this is from general Thomas McInerney, Um, I heard this, he was on with uh, J.B. Wells, and sometimes the things you hear on J.B. Wells' uh, show go a little bit outside the boundaries uh, as far as reality goes. I'll just say, I'll just leave it there. I like J.B. Wells, but sometimes he gets a little bit out there, and uh, so he has this retired general, Thomas McInerney, who has... I think gone out on a limb on a lot of conspiracies, but he spun this very interesting scenario, which at first blush, I thought, no, that's nuts. But then as I thought about it a little bit more, I thought, well, maybe it's not as crazy as it sounds. So here's the deal. He is convinced, uh, general Thomas McInerney is convinced that the democratic party is going to find a way to get rid of Joe Biden. I don't know, pressure him to resign, whatever. But in the meantime, they also want to get rid of Kamala Harris, somehow get her out of the VP position. I'm not sure how they're going to do that. Maybe somehow she has to resign or they offer her something else. Uh, But if there becomes a vacancy for the vice president, then according to General McInerney, the president would then select the replacement. And I'm not sure if the um, House of Representatives has to approve it. I don't know the process, but this is what uh, McInerney said. So he said that what would happen then is that Biden would select Obama to be the vice president. And and this would be legal because Obama would not have been elected. He would have simply been appointed to fill in the slot as vice president. So then you would have Biden as president, Obama as vice president, and then Biden resigns. And now you have Obama as president for the last two years of of Biden-Harris. And I'm not sure in that scenario, then who becomes the next vice president. So you'd have like a third vice president that would have to fill in that slot. When I heard this, I thought, no, that's a crazy conspiracy theory. But then I thought about it and I thought, you know, Obama is lurking. I really think he's involved so much more than anybody even knows. Uh, a lot of the key players, Susan Rice, a lot of the key players around Biden are Obama people. And you got to wonder, like, off in the, I don't know, in behind the scenes, if this isn't all being run by Obama anyway right now. But is there a possibility that somehow Obama, through some, uh, you know, uh, three levels of chess moves, could get back in the presidency for the final two years of of uh, the Biden, uh, you know, uh, presidency? It, It sounds crazy, but things are so crazy right now. I mean, everything that's happened over the last two years, I would not rule out anything. Okay, tonight's sponsor is all about my weight loss transformation. And I'm excited about it because take a look at me. I have lost 45 pounds and 10 inches off my waist. Let me say that again. I've lost 45 pounds and 10 inches off my waist. It is absolutely transformative. It is revolutionary. And I'm doing this by eating six meals a day which is crazy because you're never hungry when you're eating six meals a day. And this program has absolutely worked for me when every other diet I've ever tried, I would have like maybe a five or 10 pound weight loss. And then I would, you know, end up going, falling off the wagon. I gain all the weight back and even more that hasn't happened. And it's been, I've been now since end of October, October, I think 20th, I went on the program. I'm down 45 pounds And 10 inches off my waist and uh, you're eating six times a day. So let me tell you how it works. So every day you're going to eat five prepackaged meals and one meal a day, you will prepare yourself and it's a lean and green meal. So you're going to have a reasonable portion of lean meat, whether it's beef, chicken, fish, whatever you want. And then you're going to have three sides of green vegetables. Uh, One of those could be a salad or you could have a giant salad, which could be all three of your sides. That's what I did today as my dinner. Uh, And it's not expensive to do this. So I will personally coach you. That's the cool thing. I'm not going to hand you off to somebody. And what this normally costs, including the coaching, including your five meals a day that are included in all this, it's about a hundred bucks a week to do the program, but right now, there's a special discount, which will save you $90 on your first month. And that brings the cost down to about 80 bucks a week, including the coaching, including five of your meals each day. Uh, and if you want to get started, real easy to do this. We can just have a short conversation to answer your questions and see if it's right for you. Just send me an email this week, jim at christianmoney.com, and just put in the subject line, weight loss. Just put in the subject line, weight loss, send an email, Jim at ChristianMoney.com. And maybe this is for you. Maybe you want to get into a speedo before the summer. This is your opportunity to get into a bikini before the summer. Uh, This is your chance to uh, get that beautiful beach body. Uh, So send me an email. I'd be happy to talk to you. No obligation, by the way, to have a 15 minute quick phone call this week. Send me an email to Jim. At ChristianMoney.com and put in the subject line weight loss. Jim at ChristianMoney.com. Down 45 pounds and 10 inches off my waist. Uh check it out. Jim at ChristianMoney.com. Put in the subject line weight loss. This story was disturbing. Emory University is now really taking a hard line position with students not to get the vaccination but that are refusing the booster. Now I I didn't get the booster. So I got the first, I got the Moderna and then three weeks later, I got the second uh, shot. So I got the two, but now there's so you're supposed to get a third. And in some cases you're supposed to get a fourth. And I hear they're even pushing now for a fifth, but what they're doing now at Embry uh, at Emory university uh, at Emory university, if you don't get your booster, so that's the third shot, Uh, For most people, unless you got uh, the one that uh, the Johnson and Johnson is just the one shot and then you just have one booster after that. But unless you get the booster, what they're doing is basically locking you out of the on campus Internet at Emory University. And, you know, these are young people that are in good health. And my goodness, uh, it's one thing to require the vaccination, which I don't agree with. I think people should be allowed to make that choice. I got the vaccination and I had reasons to get it because of some in- involvement I have. I, I play with a big band and a lot of guys in our big band have had heart surgeries and other severe medical situations. And a lot of them are north of 70. Some of them are north of 80. And I decided to get vaccinated to protect them. But not everybody needs to get vaccinated or wants to get vaccinated. And some people have Um, already antibodies from having COVID. So there's a lot of reasons why you might not get uh, vaccinated. But uh, apparently if you're a student at Emory University, uh, you will be locked out of the campus internet unless you get the booster shot in addition to having the full vaccination. And now this story, uh, Disney continues to go off the deep end as if they haven't gone off the deep end enough. Disney uh, goes into high gear in the culture war. Uh, And they're now going full bore into this whole area of gender identity. And they're now starting to produce materials, gender affirmation for kids. Look, uh, Disney stick to Buzz Lightyear and Toy Story and Star Wars and uh, the seven, you know, Snow White and the seven Dwarfs, all that kind of stuff. That's what you need to stick to and not be talking about sexual issues and gender identity with our kids. We don't need that from you. You know, focus on what you do. I'm not sure why the schools, why these big corporations, everybody wants to get involved now with the sexuality of children, the gender identification of children. What is the deal with this? It is almost like a campaign that they want to get into this part of a kid's life. Let that be between the parent and the children. And Disney needs to stay out of this. Uh, But this is the super woke Uh, corporate world that we're dealing with now Uh, they want to indoctrinate your kids and it's not just enough that you buy all their Disney movies all their Disney merchandise and you go broke going to the Disney parks and hotels and restaurants and all of that good stuff Uh, now they want to indoctrinate your children Uh, JetBlue is Uh, This is happening mostly, I guess, out of Boston Logan Airport. But uh, JetBlue has apparently canceled hundreds of flights this weekend, mostly out of Boston Logan. But what is going on with the airlines? What was it last week? It was Southwest Airlines. And they've all got different reasons, you know, computer glitch or short staffing or this or that or the other reason. What is happening with the airlines. And this is before the big summer travel season. And this is while people are still being forced to wear masks, which is keeping air travel suppressed. There's a lot of people that won't travel because they won't go through the nightmare of having to wear a mask for two or three hours on a flight. So they'll just as soon stay home or take a driving vacation. The masks, it looks like, are about to go away on the flights, which is going to bring millions of people back into you know the travel uh, world. You're going to have people that haven't traveled in a couple of years uh, back out there flying again. And you just wonder why can't the airlines seem to get it together? And you just keep hearing about all of these computer problems. And we're, I'm just thinking to myself, it's the year 2022. And as I said, a couple of weeks ago, when Southwest had all of their issues, these planes are largely flown by computers. So you're kind of scaring me when you tell me that, all of these computer glitches that you're having as an airline that are causing you to cancel thousands of flights. I'm hoping these aren't the same computer systems and networks that are flying the planes when they're largely on autopilot during flight. Uh, I, I hate to uh, connect dots that may not uh, necessarily uh, maybe should not be connected, but at the same time you got to wonder like wh- why are there all these problems all of a sudden? So apparently There are thousands of people stranded at Boston Logan Airport, which is a bizarre airport. I have to tell you, my daughter lives in New Hampshire and I always fly to Boston Logan. And that whole area is so, that whole Northeast area is so masked up and into all of that. I almost starved because I got off a flight at like 10 a.m., and I was traveling on a bus for the rest of the day to get to my daughter's, which is almost to the Canadian border. And I could not find anywhere to get food because almost all of the food service, literally by, on the other side of security where you get your bags, all of the food service was closed. None of it was open. And it was all because of COVID. Uh, and, and that airport is not a good airport to be stranded in. Uh, because they may not have any food service for you. Uh, Last time I was there, they did have food service when you get through security, but not on the other side of security where you get your bags. Uh, So you can sneak over to the Hilton hotel, which is a little trick I learned and see if you can find maybe one salad that might be left uh, in the little pantry that they have in the lobby of the uh, Hilton hotel. That's connected to Boston Logan, but uh, our best wishes to the thousand stranded tonight uh, at Boston Logan airport. And uh, we'll close it out with this. According to a Cape Coral, Florida police report, it all starts with phone calls and text. This is a new scam. Uh, you'll get these phone calls and text from an unknown number. And then you'll get a text that says, you owe money. And then it escalates from there. And get this. This will blow your mind. People are saying they get pictures of dead bodies. And threats that they will come to your house. So forget all of the, you know, fancy, intricate scheming uh, where they convince you that they're a Nigerian prince and you need to go to Walmart and get a, a green dot card and all these bizarre things that I always say. How in the world did you convince anybody to do that? I mean, really, we've got your grandkid. He's he's in a Canadian prison being held, but you can get him out If you go to Walmart and get a green dot card and you read the numbers, scratch the back off and read the numbers to us. uh, This is what this is the old school. Now it's like go straight for the throat. They're sending pictures of dead bodies. Uh, And this is uh, from today's news. Uh, So I haven't gotten that yet. But I'll be honest with you. Some of these obnoxious calls about extending my car warranty. I'd almost rather get uh, pictures texted to me of dead bodies. Than you get any more of those phone calls. Uh, I don't mean to make light of that, but uh, it is obnoxious what is going on now with all the places where they ask for your cell phone number. Almost everything you do now, they want your cell phone number. And then your phone is like a pinball machine all day. Beep, 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 beep. All these notifications and any, site you go to, there's the pop-up and they want to know if you want the push notifications and you act, you want to say no, but you accidentally click yes. And then you can't figure out how to get rid of those push notifications. It's getting out of control with these phones, but uh, this is the latest scam to watch out for. So uh bottom line is if someone starts texting you pictures of dead people, probably the time to call the police. Uh, don't, Don't send them money. You don't want to encourage them. All right, we'll take a one-minute break. When we come back, our guest is holding. Jeff Sekinger is here. He is a cryptocurrency and Bitcoin expert and uh, knows a lot about the whole genre and that niche. And we'll be talking about that, talking about Bitcoin, Ripple, XRP, all of our favorite cryptos. We'll be back in one minute after we refire the open. Stand by. Our guest segment is coming up.